A roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination. How fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure. Mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. And welcome back to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Roundabout Podcast. Um, guys, today I'm super grateful to be chatting to, for the first time, um, two guests at once, which is going to be awesome. So, um, look, really looking forward to the chat, talk to these fellas about their sport, their life journeys, um, their chosen careers as well. So, um, without further ado, let me introduce you to David Morello and Chris Romeo. Welcome, boys. Thanks for having us. This is Cheers, good. Mate. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's, um, it is a bit of a steamy, sort of a sweaty night in the old man cave here. Um, my producer, Jack Guy from Jack Guy Productions, if you're looking for a producer, um, tells me don't roll with the aircon. It's just freaking hot. Yeah, it messes with the sound. So I'll nah, do what the producer it's says. It's fine. Climate yeah. spot on. We've if got you're this. sweating, just... I was going to say <laughs> have get another drink. Off, but... Or have <laughs> another drink, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um... Boys, welcome, as I said. Um, Dave, we'll just start with you, and this will be a bit of a, like a tennis game there, you know, we'll sort of whatever roles are there. Far but, away. Um, well, tell me about life growing up as Dave Morello in Baronga, I reckon. Yeah, that that's right? it. Yep, grew yeah. up in Baronga. What, um, what was life like over there? Pretty good. Can't complain. Had uh, three older siblings. My sister was the eldest. There's about yeah. 10 years difference between us and then two older brothers. So, yeah, right. Uh, we're all pretty... You're the baby. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, mum used to refer me to as. <laughs> as yeah, yeah. Uh, the baby of the family. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was good. It was uh, certainly a different uh, upbringing, I guess, to what our kids do these days. Oh, mate, absolutely. Dad was always the, the workaholic that... Yeah. Uh, uh, went out and did what he did, mm. and Mum was the the carer of, of the home and uh, the one that sort of um, brought us all up from a closer perspective. Yeah, yep. Dad came home, you'd uh, you'd certainly uh, step back, give him the remote, <laughs> let him watch the news, don't speak during <laughs> yeah, it, yes. and uh, do what you're told, or you get a backhander. But that was that was what we were brought up with. It that was, was good life in that era, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, um, certainly not complaining. It's you're right though. It's different now. Like kids are, oh, man, you know, they're just. They're so much smarter, yet sometimes their mindsets are different too. Yeah, certainly. With the, the environment they're brought up in is different, so there's going to be yeah. differences in, in their behaviours, I suppose, as yeah. well. But I've right. always tried to keep them grounded to the things and values that I was brought up with as well, yep. to the best you can. Um, but also yeah. not, not be too hard on them either, which is a fine balance sometimes, isn't and it? It is. We yeah. had a bit of a – had to give my son a bit of a yell this morning – I didn't have to. I chose to because I was tired and cranky and it's Friday. <laughs> but, you know, it's all good. Say so sorry for being a dickhead, mate. Didn't mean that. Let's move it on. Yeah, um, it's good. What about you, Chris? What was what was life like? So where, you grew up in yeah, outside um, of Oracle somewhere? Or? Yeah, just outside of Reckless. So we grew yeah. up in Cardross. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my dad's parents, when they migrated, yeah. they, they started there as well. Okay, yeah. Mum and dad bought the neighbouring property. Um, yep. And that's where we grew up. Cool. That's where I grew up, and it was a pretty, pretty good childhood, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we grew up on a tabergrape farm. Yep. Dad's a builder. Um, mum was, you know, just there helping out in the yeah. family business. Just keeping everything going. She, she like your mum. She's the glue. Yeah, that's just, she's that, the glue, mate. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, we just, yeah, it was good. I've just got a younger sister, a couple of years younger than me. Okay. And yep. uh, just the two of us. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, it was a pretty good life as a kid. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as, um, obviously not as digital as things are now. So we spent a lot of time outdoors. Yeah. You know, out in the shed at my grandparents over the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It's, um, yeah, the grandparents thing, like we were talking earlier before we started about the Oriental South bit with my grandparents I grew up, I grew up, they didn't grow up there. Um, they lived there when I was a kid. Um, yeah, the outdoors thing, motorbikes or something, or chasing snakes and shit. Not snakes, I hate snakes, but yeah, um, yeah I think uh, the the idea that kids are in a cocoon, which is their bedroom. I don't know if it's the same in your household. It very much is in mine. I don't know. I didn't hang out in my room unless I went to bed. No, nah, it's it's very different. Like us uh, as kids. All we ever did for, for days on end was if it was winter, you were playing soccer all day long, yeah. most of the afternoons, yeah. whatever time you had, and then uh, cricket. So if it yep. wasn't with my brothers, they were a bit older, of course, but yep. most of the time it was with them, and if it wasn't, you'd have a mate over. Yeah. And we'd be playing cricket all day till you had to come inside, till the mozzies give you a tune-up, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or soccer. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny, I bumped into a guy a few years back, and I didn't know him initially, and he said, mm. oh, no, it was you... Uh, you were in Baronga, yeah. Oh, Lee and Ron's boy, yep. You know how many windows I replaced in your house? You used to smash the windows. Your mother would ring us and I'd have to get there before your dad got home. So oh, yeah. I think yeah. uh, old mate that replaced the glass saved us from a few hidings. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that was different. That's what we did. And yeah. ride bikes, of course. You, yeah. Yep. yeah, kept us occupied. Uh, so you... Was- your family's the, near the bridge, that part of the world? Yeah, or, yeah. So yes. my grandfather came over in the 30s. So yeah. his idea was to get over here, uh, establish some farming land, mm. and then bring my grandmother over. Yeah. And in that period in which he came over here and was setting up a farm, the, the war broke out. Uh-huh. So my grandmother was stuck in Italy with her eldest daughter. Wow. And uh, he had spent, I think they spent about eight or nine years apart until things settled. Uh, and then she came over and joined them, brought yeah. her daughter over, of course. So, mm. I mean, he might have, my grandfather might have known her as a, I'm going to say, a seven or eight-year-old or a nine-year-old. And when they reconnected, yeah. uh, she was a teenager, if not 18. So, wow. certainly um, an interesting story for, for them back then. And that yeah. same um, original piece of land that he'd established the farms on is still in the family now, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a farmer, uh, yeah. greenhouses and... Uh, and vines, I think, later. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah. he, he didn't live very long. He suffered mm. something like appendicitis, which would normally be a pretty simple thing these days, but yeah. um, a burst appendix or something like that. And so done. he passed away in about 56. Oh, gee. So my grandmother was uh, a mother of four kids and something like 80 mm. acres of farming land, so oh. she um, she ran a pretty tight ship. So if I was ever yeah. fortunate enough to bump in a any of the older generation that always ask, you know, who, yeah. who, who, who's your mum and dad? And, yeah. and they'd connect me to my grandmother and say, oh, she worked very, very hard. So wow. it's the same story. Yeah. That's so, pretty yeah. massive though. Yeah, yeah. Did she remarry? And no, no. She, no um, was... So she still stayed on the farm until, yeah. I'm going to say, the late 70s. And then yeah. she moved to Melbourne to live with uh, one of my aunties. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, she lived till 94 or 5, so she lived quite mm. a long life, and she, yeah, she was renowned for being a pretty hard worker, and a hard but fair woman. Yeah. So I can see where the old man got it from, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and him, I guess, growing up without dad. Yeah, yeah, he had some different challenges, you know. To, yeah. Yep. Um, I think we just sort of went through about 80 questions there, so <laughs> when I was talking about them later, we'll just tell the same story. Sure. People will <laughs> snooze anyway. Uh, and, mate, what about your family? Chris, how, how did the Romeo family end up? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a, had a chat with Dad about this. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm only early in my thirties, but mm. um, I had a good chat with uh, to Dad about this, and yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, 
So, my grandfather's uncle mm. came over, I'd, I'm going to say in the early 50s. Yep. Right, and he, to our knowledge, is the first Romeo in our side of the Romeo family. Obviously, Mildura. Yeah. There's Romeos, Romeos. There's a, there's a few different. Yep. Romeos are like Smiths. Okay. In the Italian world, right? Yeah. Especially in southern Italy. Yeah. Um, so, Calabria? Yes, Calabria. Area. As far south as possible. Yeah. We are. Okay. Right in the bottom of the boot. Yeah. Um, okay. I went there. Did you, Dave? Sorry? Or? Uh, yeah. A, 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 a little village oh, right. in Calabria called Banyara, where my grandparents are from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was fortunate enough to yeah. visit there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah, Go we'll ahead, talk Ross. talk about that. Uh, ours, ours is a little town called Natili. Uh huh. Which is um, very close to the coast. Yeah. About five minutes. Um, okay. Example would be from like a rimple to Recliffs. Yeah, right. So right there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're on the coast, you can actually see Sicily. So it's a very small, tight knit area. Mm. But, um, yeah. So we'd visited there. But back to your question. Um, so my my grandfather's uncle came over. Yep. To our knowledge, he was the first from our side of the family. Um, my yep. grandfather then followed. Mm-hmm. He was the first one. Yeah. From my dad's family to um. The touchdown, and yeah. he got here in '56. Okay, yeah, and he worked and um, worked in the quarries down the corner of Benetook in '20. Yeah, they, are they still there? Yeah, they, are uh, they? I think it, now it's the concrete. Mawson's, Mawson's, yeah, concrete, yeah. and they do a little bit of other stuff. Dirt yeah, metal and, but anyway, um, he was there. He used to break mm. rocks with sledgehammers and picks and all that kind of stuff. And they wouldn't have been real kind to him, I'm thinking. No, out there with that, no, like, no, is that the? St- there would have been a lot of diversity back then, I would have, I would have imagined. He would have caught that. And his English obviously would have been. Would have been. Next to zero. Um, yeah, that would have been. Yeah. I'd, uh, part of me would like to be a fly on the wall just to see what it was like. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, from there he also worked in pack houses. Yeah. A lot of the local auroras and stuff. Okay. Cleaning yeah. grapes through the night. Yeah. And then he also worked on other people's farms. So he always had that green thumb. Just that work ethic, yeah. though. That, yeah, just, just, I mean, the Italian work ethic is, I don't know about in Italy, but the families that are here that I know, yeah. they just got here and worked their ass out straight yeah. away. Yeah, it's and, pretty character building. Yeah. That's sort of half the reason why they made the decision, I guess, to, to yeah. leave where they were to for better opportunities. So yeah, when they've taken best. that risk and gotten over here, they, they know there's no turning back. So I think it really probably played a massive part in their work ethic and then mm. even further down into their family values, I guess. I, I reckon. Yeah. I know, I, I often thought... Is there actually anyone left in Calabria? Because <laughs> every family okay, here, yeah. from here, they're Not pretty many. much all from that part of Italy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did everyone just go, fuck, let's go. Let's go to yeah, Australia. Well, it's funny because out. when we went there, yeah. the town of Natili, which is where our family's from, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them migrated to the same area in Australia. So Reckless, Cardross yeah. is all pretty much the six or seven or eight families that are still in Natili now, which is a very small town. Yeah. As small as Reckless. Okay. If yeah. not smaller. Um, a lot of the Italian families still in Reckless, or the ones that came to Reckless, are yeah. still in Natili. You go to wow. the, the towns over, say, Platia, they all went to Griffith. Um, yeah. You go to Messignati, a lot of them went to Robinvale. And okay. they sort of essentially picked up a town in Italy and moved, moved. to Australia. <laughs> and just tried yeah. to, um, you know, just start a community here. Yeah. For a better life because the opportunities there weren't great. And that's. You know, still now they're not great. Yeah, it's been you know maybe ten years since I've been, but yeah, I must say I was a bit. I was in Italy in ninety something eight, I think. I was surprised how sort of I don't know what's the right word. Like you know, you go to Milan and the Del Duomo and that, and it's all beautiful. But you get out from there, and it's pretty 
scrappy, I'd say. Like- yeah, it's an interesting perception. Southern Italy's always um, been more associated, I guess, to, to people of Italy as, as a bit more of the poverty area. Yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to up north. I mean, it's remarkably different, the economy mm. and whatever else. So, yeah. yeah, that's probably where you find a lot of them did make that decision all those years ago yeah. to come over here for a better opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, I suppose they're, they're all familiar with speaking different dialects and if yeah. you went to uh, – if the southern Italian was to be in Milan, they'd pick up on the accent immediately, the dialect. Yeah, yeah. so there's a, obviously a real difference between them. Yeah. wouldn't say a division or anything, but certainly um, – Yeah, cultural. Well, it's funny that yep. it says that because we went to a restaurant in you – know, I think it was Rome. Yeah. I was with mum and dad, and dad obviously has got the Calabrian yep. dialect and, and accent through his, through his childhood. Yeah. Um, he ordered a pizza in Italian. Yeah. And straight up, they said to him, are you Calabresi? And he goes, oh, I'm Australian, but my family's Calabresi. We're here on Friday. Wow. And they look down on him like, yeah, yeah, like they're not, they're not big fans of the Southerners, so. He's harshing it. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit like England, it's the other way. Sales are right after that. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the Poms are like, the Northerners are like that, you know, and then Italy is the South. You'd think, like, and I think about, Someone said, do you want to go and relocate to a small town on the Italian coast, pretty chilled? I'll go, let's go. Any day of the week. (laughs) Tomorrow. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. I didn't get, we sort of went in, we're backpackers, so into Venice and then Milan, Milan, Venice, um, Rome. Couldn't speak any Italian. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I just expected that would speak English. That's a shit thing to say because I... All the Italians I know speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the ones in the major cities, you know, they've yeah. got a little bit, but you start venturing out. Yeah. And especially Nothing. back to, like, I'll go back to our hometown because I didn't really go anywhere else, sort of, say remote, but yeah. anywhere else that wasn't a major city mm. other than our hometown. Yeah. And their English was, was not great. But no. they probably don't have that at their disposal. You know, they, don't, they don't have um, no. that education readily available like, one yeah. in the city do, or, or like we do in Australia. If you want to learn a language, you can. It's not, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I knew. We actually didn't get to the Vatican City because we couldn't ask how to get there. Yeah, yeah, really. We, I did ask. I was calling him like, I was like saying, Il Popo. <laughs> that was something, <laughs> trying to say, the Pope. <laughs> and this <laughs> old lady just goes, ah, puts us on a bus. That went to the outskirts of Rome, and it, it, we ended up in like a, a gypsy shanty town. Yeah, and You're pretty it, vulnerable when you can't speak the language. Right. Right? Yeah, you go shit, from being a confident a person that knows what they're doing to just wearing strife. We're what in trouble. What on earth are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And you, like it's insane. You can only imagine how our grandparents the other way coming, coming to Australia, not knowing exactly. anything. So wherever they worked as hard as they did to try and prove a point to the locals to say, yeah. we're here to work. We're not here to cause trouble." You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, it is. It gives is. you a different perspective, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. absolutely yeah. does. It's um, yeah. I mean, more my family that moved here were English speakers. Well, ones German, sort of one side, but yeah. So they were, you know. But that, my great grandfather arrived, got off the train at Redcliffe's, and he had a, a pickaxe, a lantern, and like a bag of water. And they said, "Yeah, just go that way, mate, and you'll." Merini, his farm was. So he walked. I don't know if this is true. That's the story I've got. Uh, him and his brother, they got a pot of land each, and they walked to Miranee, which is, I don't know how, that would have been a, couple, a day or something. It's near Wermel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. It's, And we complain that our lattes <laughs> too cold, you know? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, as I said, we're sort of wandering through questions, and I love this is a great thing. I, I, I love the chat of talking about people's family. To me, it's yeah. super interesting. Um, so something I sort of love about our town, and we've kind of touched on it a bit, is um, that multicultural element. Um, a lot of my mates, so uh, my mates, uh, the Modica boys from Goal Goal, which everyone generally knows those two, uh, and the girls, but generally they know the boys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the cultural diversity has helped Mildura sort of become what it is. Um, what, what do you always think of Mildura these days? What's your take on the town? What's your What's yours? I mean, guys, kick off, Dave. What's well, look, I've never left. I've lived here my entire life, and I've yeah. travelled a bit and whatever else. But yeah. I've um, I've never actually moved away. So yeah. that probably, in some ways, that speaks for itself. I think so. Um, and I was fortunate. My mum was Australian. Dad was Italian. He was actually born in Australia, but right, uh, he couldn't speak English when he first went to school. So mm. certainly, when he got there, as far as everyone else concerned, he was Italian. Um, but yeah, I've I've been fortunate. I think in a lot of ways, I've had yeah. the benefits of. To some extent, an Italian cultural uh, upbringing. Yeah, um, yeah, we weren't in the heaviest of Italian cultural upbringing mm. in some ways. Yeah, uh, and also a very um, Aussie normal upbringing as well. Yeah, so, so that was had the best of both Aussie worlds as far as I was concerned. Yeah, um, and from a, a friendship perspective, I had mates on both sides, if you'd call them yeah, sides. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. never really had any issues. And yeah. then, of course. Uh, and soccer was was good for that because uh, soccer you've got such a cultural diversity here locally. Oh, it's crazy. Um, and so growing up, you, you had that common ground, you know. Like yeah. uh, we were good mates with, with Turkish kids. Um, yeah. There was probably um, it's such a range. Uh, Greeks, Italians, Turks, uh, the Eastern Aussies, Europeans. Um, the yeah, Czech, it was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. So we had yeah. such a broad range. I reckon I know I could speak about twelve languages, but only in the swear words. Yeah, because you know, yeah. growing up, that's the first thing you learn, and I haven't Absolutely. forgotten any of them either. If anyone ever needs to know any, I'm happy to share them off air. But um, yeah, so that that was cool. And yeah. then of course, being involved with cricket um, again, yeah. a different different group of mates again. So mm. and at school, um, yeah, it was it was cool in that sense. You yeah. Know? Um, and in some ways, that really does represent Muldura. I think you know? so. Yeah, it's a fair indication of, of what it is and what it stands for. Yeah. But no, I've always lived here, always enjoyed it. It's good to get out and see the world, though, don't yeah, get me wrong. Agreed. You need to have that perspective of there's much more to life than Muldura. <laughs> yes. But when you look at, you know, so I'd say from 18 to 23 or 4. Yeah. All you want to do is live somewhere else. You know, you want yeah. to be in the big smoke. You want to really live for life sure. up for a few years. Yeah. Um, and then the older you get, yeah, that was fun. That was good. But then you understand and appreciate some of the values that Mildura has brought you and, and what it, yeah. it can do for your life. So, yeah, yeah I've got two kids and yeah. um, whether they move on once they finish mm. school is completely up to them. Oh, that's um, it. Mm. But I know that, yeah, they'll share the same values that I learned. And yeah. A lot of them are from the way we've lived in Mildura. It's that um, we are so uh, – I was talking to a lady today – She's based in Bendigo or something, I think. Um, just about the – we are really isolated. Like we forget – I kind of forget. I think that pe- people that live in Bendigo don't understand where a six-hour drive from Melbourne. They're an hour, yeah. so they're just like – Yeah. You know, it's sort of – and I, I think we're talking about the train actually and not to get political or whatever, but the train was cool as, and I think mm. why would we not have a train? Mm, it's unfortunate, Plus isn't it? Swan Hill. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know, Swan Hill, Swan Hill, but it doesn't go here. I'm thinking for kids, I'm thinking for old people, I'm thinking for me. I'd get on a train yeah. after work on a Friday, go to Melbourne for the weekend. Yeah, watch the footy. Like, yeah. Just, no, kids you could make it. That's that it. Sort of thing. But you're right about the isolation yeah. thing. I look at that back from, from sport, you know. So mm. if you 
were, were fortunate enough to, to represent St. Asia, whether it be soccer or cricket, yeah. you'd always have to travel. And sure. it was standard for us to have to do six, seven, eight-hour stints. Yep. So, I mean, probably the longest was from here to Gippsland. From yeah. memory, it used to take That's us in far. a bus 10 hours. Yeah. It felt like a lifetime. Yeah. But that was the norm. Once a year, you'd have to do it at least once a year. Sometimes it was several. Yeah. Um, where you'd And that was always the talking point. You'd talk to the opposition or other kids after the tournament yeah. or whatever else, and they'd say, oh, how long did it take us? It took us about 10 hours. What? And they yeah. never actually processed it in their heads. No. We've had to travel 10 hours. Yeah. Um, and it was such a big deal that if any of those squads or, or regions had to come yeah. to Mildura, oh, oh they lose a shit. Heaven forbid. <laughs> yeah. You think maybe we do this every year. So yeah. I guess, we, like you said, we have a different appreciation for the isolation. We get it yeah. where others are still astounded by it, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon too. Yeah, I remember we got the bus, oh, that was Sunrise Retreat Basketball, and it's, yeah, it was like 10 hours. I think it was because um, our coach got lost and did a. Full lap, yeah, it happens, around for me, yeah. at the where you go to Horsham that way or that. I don't know. He, something happened anyway. But um, what, what's your take, mate, on, on Mildura? How? What's your yeah, thought on the town? So I, I agree with Dave in a lot of those aspects. Um, same thing. I grew up here all my life. I've lived here. Done a little bit of travel as well. So yeah, got to see you know outside of the world and appreciate yeah. what happens out there. And and also it makes you appreciate home. Yeah. And, Purely on the fact that we've got so many different cultures here, yeah, um, that you do almost get a little bit of an insight as to mm. how they live. Like we've worked, we've got Afghan people that work for us, yeah, and sometimes you know they'll they'll do a work lunch for us, yeah. And their families come good food, and, huh? and yeah. yeah, it's good food, but yeah. the, their hospitality and the way they the way they actually really want to engage with you as a person and yeah, you know, not not just people that work for you, they actually want to be friends with you and yep. Yeah, and it's, it's nice. I go back to school as well. Growing mm. up, our friends groups was, you know, was, oh, they back then they used to call us the Italian boys, but yeah. that's only because of our culture. We're all Australian, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was the Italian boys. There yeah. was a few Greeks, yeah. a few Aboriginal guys, a few yeah. Tongans. Yeah. And, you know, we're all best of mates and still to this day. Was that Cardross Primary? No, I'm, or I'm probably in high going, school? going into high school. Saint and where did you? Oh, St. Joe's. St. Joe's, yeah. Ready? Ready? No, no, St. Oh, Joe's okay. College was yep. my um, high school. Yep. So, yeah, um, that's yeah a pretty we're still good school. mates now. Yeah. And yeah, it was a re- school, I think, in whoever was that in particular that era, because yeah. there's been eras before us that have been a little bit more touchy on the yeah. on the cultural side of things. You know, yeah. there's always little bits of fights here and who didn't like this one because he was, was this or that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but our era, and a lot of my mates have said the same thing. Yeah. Really appreciated for it. And yeah. We're still all mates today. And But as, as for the town, like just the food, you go, you go into the <laughs> yeah. main street of Langtree Avenue and there's every culture you can think There is. You're right, it's interesting. Like, well, for example, a, a, a colleague that I'd met about 10 years ago, and we've now become really good friends. Yeah. And, uh, he's uh, a Frenchman, yeah. and he now comes over a couple of times a year and works with us, yeah. um, which is fantastic. But it's interesting. Um, he's from uh, a French Riviera, probably, yeah. possibly one of the most beautiful parts of the world. And, and yeah. through my connection with him, we've been fortunate to go over there a few times oh, nice. and spend some time over there. Nice. And it's interesting, of all the places, he works globally, yeah. the Middle East, the States, South Americas, uh, and Europe. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see how highly he regards Mildura. Really? So we take some of these things for granted. But he'll say, yeah. do you know how many cities I've worked at or towns I've worked at? And we don't have the restaurants you guys have. Yeah. And we don't have the warmth of the people, for example, or yeah. the weather. He goes, there's nothing better than just when that sun's coming down at about 7 o'clock and it's still warm. warm yeah. He goes, it's just, it does something for me. You know, he goes, yeah. and I, in all the places I work all over the world or I've traveled, 
Something yeah. about this place. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, we appreciate it, obviously, yeah. for, for a lot of reasons. But that gives you a different appreciation again. You think if this bloke yeah. feels that way about it, and he's not the only one. You know, exchange students, guy I met uh, yeah. 28 years ago, we're still close mates, mm. uh, travel over to Belgium and visit him several times and we keep in touch. Yeah. And how highly he regards the place. It also yeah. gives you a different appreciation. It kind of makes you a little bit proud of the joint yeah. a bit sometimes, oh, sure. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. We had a guy come play soccer for us. Um, yeah. He was coaching at the time. Yeah. Um, Which one? I'll drop his name. His name is Ryan Moorcroft. Yeah, um, yeah. Came in as a backpacker. Really? Little lanky, skinny, pommy bloke. Yeah. Um, looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby exactly <laughs> like him. But honestly, came in, nice guy. Yeah. Um, top guy. And then, yeah, um, met another woman in the, in the same hostel as his. Yeah. They um, became an item. Mm. Got married eventually. Yep. Dated Mildura. They loved it that much. There's so and many wow. of them. That's, to this day, he's yeah. still a great mate. No, he went back home. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, still. it's been about three or four years. Here. There's yeah, so really, many people that have yeah. gone. Yeah, now look, I'm only as back in my coaching days. You, you yeah. see a guy come and train. You go, oh, I've got to do whatever I can to keep this guy. He's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd build a bit of rapport, have a chat with him, and find out what he's doing for work and what's going yeah. on. He's ah, oh, just here for a couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, just got some work for a few weeks. And you go, all right, why don't you stay back for a drink tonight? And you build a relationship. <laughs> yeah, and they'd stay for years. They yeah. just go, this place is unreal. We love it. You, you guys are. I feel like you're my closest friends yeah, or my yeah. family uh, away from home. So yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. And he's only one example. You know, there's, there's yeah. been multiple yeah, others. so many. And I go back to soccer again because, that, as Dave said earlier, that's, it's a massive cultural thing. It's a world game. Yeah. So yeah. Every, every corner of the earth plays it. So, yep. you know, there's a few other guys, backpackers. That yeah, so many, that, so many. And yeah. they were in tears when they left the country. They yep. didn't want to leave Mordura. I remember one on a soccer trip. He was, um, his name was Ivan. Yeah. And we had to drop him back at the bus station on the way home from the trip. So we oh. could go to the city to fly back home. And he was in tears getting off the bus. He just didn't want to leave the group of mates that he had. Yeah. And wanted to come back to Mildura. And, and that's a key couldn't. point, the yeah. mates. Yeah. And yeah. that hospitality. And yeah. we are, yeah. I know I do get a bit, and I'm not annoyed, but when, you know, I hear, I mean, I kind of hang shit on Mildura, but I love it. Like, my family has been here for quite a long time uh, also. Um, and I, some of my out-of-town mates call me, they're like, yeah, the unofficial mayor of Mildura. I'm like, oh, no, I'm just some other wanker that lives here. But I know a lot of people, and I love the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get a bit jaded with people that kind of say, oh, Mildura, it's full of ISOs or it's full of this or this. Everywhere's full of that, yeah, all things. Right. No matter where you go. So let's pull that, that positive stuff. It's that gratitude, boys. It comes back to the yeah, gratitude. Yep, 100%. It's really, exactly right. really easy. Um, hey, Dave, let's talk a little bit about your sporting life. Um and I guess I'll preface by saying, I know of you guys, but uh, we'd never met until uh, today. So that's cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's so good. Um, we might have met somewhere, Chris, once somewhere. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, because uh, um, I've got a mate, and I reckon he worked for you. Johnny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, that's back in your I finance think I met, days. Yeah, yeah. We met. I was probably out having a beer somewhere, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, your face. I probably forgot. Definitely, chance. definitely rung a bell when I seen you, but yeah. My wife reckons I've got Alzheimer's, but anyway, <laughs> I just reckon I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> Dave, your sporting career, talk me through that. Let's... Yeah, so growing up, uh, cricket and soccer, um, yeah. loved both games, um, mm. uh, played club cricket at what was El Chiringa back then in the day. Yes. Um, I was a handy all-rounder. Yeah. Um, managed to break into the first division team at about 16, 17, so I thought I was pretty yeah. good. Um, but was playing soccer in the winter. Uh -huh. um, started off with three colours. Ended up moving uh, to another club, Orimple, Zagreb mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. In about '99. But much before that, we um, 
We were fortunate enough to have an opportunity to play soccer over in Adelaide with what was uh, the youth NSL, the National Soccer League, okay. before the O-League existed. Yep. And they offered, they had a summer comp. Yeah. Uh, and Mildura for a couple of years, we've always, as I've said, isolated and found it difficult for pathways. Yeah. They created uh, what we call the youth squad, the mm. Sunraysia youth squad. So that was a team that was um, put together to play over in Adelaide. Yeah. And that was a summer comp. So I kind of had to make a decision for uh-huh. a bit there is do I pursue this soccer thing cricket. or Done. put cricket aside. So yeah. I had a few years in the ones as a young fella. Yeah. Put that on the shelf for a few years and then pursued soccer over in Adelaide, which was fun. Um, yeah. It was challenging because it meant that we had to travel over to Adelaide 26 weeks consecutively or 22 oh, weeks. It was oh, a lot. So you were they didn't offer us home games. There. So the condition of us joining that NSL oh. and playing against what were uh, big big clubs, yeah. Adelaide City with yeah. the current uh, NSL champions yes. from, from a senior division and West Adelaide and these sorts of things. Yeah. So it was a cool opportunity. Mm. Um, so it meant travelling over every week. Wow. And that was a real uh, – it was a tough gig for a while there, but we yeah. stuck with it, saw the season out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for, for me, at, at that age, um, I'd done quite well. I'd played, obviously, for some Asia teams yeah. and made some state squads and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Thought I was all right. Junior state? Or, yeah, 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 at the junior level. Yeah. Um, and wanted to yeah, see whether I could pursue anything. Yeah. Fortunate enough to have a, a very brief trial with Adelaide City. Yeah. I think that was in about 1996, 97. Okay. Yeah. Spent a couple of weeks with them and then very quickly realised there's a big, tough world out there, <laughs> yes. you know. You play soccer locally with your mates. Yeah, that's and right. you get to training and everyone's your mate and there's yeah. a bit of camaraderie. You Good get time. over there and no one's your best friend. You're pretty isolated and uh, yeah. you've really got to be um, significantly better than what's already there in order to, I suppose, be treated with a bit of um, extra respect. Yeah. So that was tough. So yeah, at 17, I sort of went, oh, shit, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably didn't have... A lot of support from home about it. Yeah. Dad was all about, hey, you get to work. The yeah. soccer thing's not going to take you to, to pay the bills, not boy. Pay the bills. Um, and at the it time, pays I a thought few it was, bills yeah, like it does for some. But I think <laughs> if you look at the, the percentage that make it through to that level, <laughs> yeah. it's very, very slim. And I don't know if the old man did the research back then, <laughs> but in hindsight, he was probably right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you got to chase it, though, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I had a crack at that briefly, and yeah. it was a bit of a reality check. Mm. Um, enjoyed it all the same. Came back with a different mentality and realised, you know, I'm probably not cut out at 17 to yeah. move to a city and, and start everything all yeah. over again. So come back here, continued with soccer. Yeah. Um, did that well. Uh, I think I played in a, the first premiership when I was in about year 11, so I was probably 16. And from memory, I was a goalkeeper. Oh, um, right. Yeah. So from memory, I think that year I uh, won the goalkeeper of the year in the league and things yeah. were good. I had, oh, uh, mate, you're flying. Uh, you're bulletproof at 16. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, no fears and uh, full of confidence. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. So you won a premiership at three colours back then. Uh-huh. Um, I had my brother also playing um, in that team as well. Yeah. He went on to coach us as well a few years on. Mm. He ended up switching clubs in about 98 or 9. I stayed yeah. at three colours for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but then joined him a few years later over to Zagreb. Yeah. Um, and was that a – Zagreb was an initially like a – A Croatian, Croatian. Uh, established yeah, was, club. That's a city. Yeah, um, one of the clubs here had, had a cultural yeah. background. Yeah. Three colours, predominantly Italian, Italian. so Madrid City. Yeah. Madrid United was great. Uh, uh, Zagreb Yeah, was typically there was, it was a connection yeah. back to a, yeah. a cultural yeah. ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Which, in some ways, I actually missed that. There was such yeah. good uh, energy and atmosphere yeah. at games. It, yeah. was, it was really and then cool. Nichols points. It's a little Aussies. bit unfortunate. Yeah, is it? Yeah. the Aussies and the Palms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, much, yeah. And uh, for, for a lot oh, of reasons. Cosmos. Sorry, Cosmos had. A, a, oh yeah, Turkish. The Turks, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yep. But the right, it was it was fantastic. There was yeah. something special about soccer back then, and it's yeah. not to take anything away from how soccer is now, mm. but from a, a national perspective. The governing body decided let's break down some of these ethnicity boundaries. Yeah. Um, they thought that was the right thing, and I think yeah. in hindsight they probably wouldn't uh, acknowledge it in the media. But I think they probably find they made a bit of a mistake with that. But anyway, that was then, yeah. and this is now. Yeah, um, regionally. So Zagreb was. Yeah. Uh, well, you're connected, aren't you? You've got yeah. family connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nigeria, like, as we said before, is very culturally propped it's up. Diverse. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's how it is. It's um, built on. Diversity and culture, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it did hurt the league. So that was, that was soccer. I switched clubs, uh, played at Orimpool for well, Zagreb for a few years just as a player. Yeah. I think it was about 2004. Yeah. Um, so I was probably 26. Mm. I took on the senior coaching, playing coach role. Yeah. Um, that was one of the best things I did. It was really? a difficult thing to do when you're still only in your 20s yeah. and that the, the players are your mates. Yeah. It's a challenge to step away from, hey, we're just mates now, and I've mm. kind of got to call the shots here, and some yeah. of the calls you've got to make a tough calls. Yeah, yeah. So that first year was uh, a real adjustment year for me. So I had to realize yeah. I've got to step back a little bit from being everyone's mate and That's give that. the odd person to kick up Personal the ass growth, or maturity, drop someone from the team that mightn't go down so well. Mm. But um, And that was the beginning of I probably coached um, – it might have been two stints over 10 years of four yep. years, a couple of years break, and then another three or four years. Me or goalie and a coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you we can had see um, the whole field, I guess. Yep, that's one yeah. of the benefits too. You're looking yeah. at everything, aren't you? Yeah, and yeah. it's nice to know when you've got someone behind you that can see the whole game and can coach from that perspective yep. as well. It's, it is yeah. a big bonus, I think. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you can direct traffic, so to yeah. speak. Is, yeah. is soccer, and not, look, I don't, uh, the, there's a bit of, there is a question later, yeah. <laughs> it's a conversation we'll have, but, um, is soccer, um, what's the more word? So basketball, it's sort of set plays and this and that. Footy is getting that way. Is soccer the same? In some ways, or, it's a combination yeah. of both. Like yeah. soccer's uh, a, a, quite a strategic game, particularly yeah. if you know what you're doing. Yes. There's plenty of sides that you'll watch and you think, there's no strategy there. They have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. Or there can be a side that's just yeah. gifted with 11 players on the pitch that are exceptional in their ability, have a... a uh, a telepathic connection almost and, yeah. and things just hum like uh, some sort of symphony. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately, the, the thing is with soccer is you can get a group of players that aren't technically that exceptional. Yeah. And if you're a good coach and you have a good understanding of, okay, what have we got here to work with? Yeah. How do we build a side that's uh, resilient in its defense, yeah. reasonably solid in its midfield, and do something to try and score? Mm. You cannot necessarily be the, the best group of individual players but you can still beat a team on the day. And that's where the, the, the yeah. strategy or a good coach is probably the difference, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's interesting. Yeah. It's a good point that you're making. I've never thought about this, but the f- defense is well, you score sometimes one or no goals. So it's all about defense, Yeah, really. and look, goalkeepers. Yeah. You could say, and this isn't promoting goalkeepers because I was one, <laughs> but uh, you'll always look at a team, particularly locally, yeah. and you'd say, geez, this side looks sharp, but if yeah. their goalkeeper's crap, they will not yeah. win the premiership yeah. because when it really counts, you need that guy who could do possibly nothing for 85 minutes, yeah. but he has to be the bloke that's still got the Get a hand the, the courage ball. and the focus yeah. and, the, and the guts to stand up w- when it's yeah. needed. Yeah. And that's often where you'd find a vulnerability in a team. You go, this side here on a, a, a challenging perspective is very good, but the yeah. goalkeeper's crap. 
we get the chance, this is what we've got to do. Boring. So, and, and not just the goalkeeper, that goes for defence as a whole. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah that was that, yeah. that was always something you'd um, you'd note as a coach, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the goalie. I'm going to go and watch some soccer over the winter. Yeah, you should. Oh, yeah, look, I like, I spend a lot of time. I don't really passionately follow a local footy team. I I just go and watch whatever's at number one. Generally, sit in a chair in the pocket and just watching. Don't really get emotionally into yeah. it. And it's actually really good. I did. Well, went and watched a couple of games of baseball just to see. Yeah, that was, that was different. It was. I played as a kid. But yep. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't connect with that as much. Not so much, mm. but yeah, I'll get out and watch some soccer. Cause yeah, it's it's interesting. It's if we look at soccer locally, um, it's an interesting perspective. I remember as a kid in the eighties, mm. um, my brother was you know, like eight, nine years older than me. So yep. when I was you know, eight or nine, when I was just starting out, I think I started when I was seven. But around yeah. that age, my brother was at sixteen, seventeen, and just starting to break into the seniors. Yeah. Yep. So you had an interest in staying. So we'd stay yeah. from from the morning and get there. And you'd stay all day and watch the seniors. Yeah. And thinking back to, and I'm sure a lot of people that follow soccer back then will, will tell the same story. Oh, it's mm. not like it used to be. Back in our day, they were parked yeah. three cars deep. All <laughs> yeah. And it actually was. Like, yeah. if you looked at uh, how many people would go to soccer, it was yeah. cool. There was an energy about it. Yeah. And What's that was back in the... Yeah. 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 I remember as a kid before my playing, sitting on the back of Utes watching, yeah. and there was drums and... Trumpets yeah. and you it's name back it. Back in my day, they had <laughs> you know those character horns. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. They had them. The three like or four of them going off. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was yeah. really Somebody good. They had those the massive LTD Ford. Red oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't about that. A couple of big F one hundreds over there. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. With the musical horns, so there yeah. was a real energy about it. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. I, I don't think that quite exists like it used to. Yeah. Um, back then, it was a different format. You had mm. your own home ground. You had home games. These ah. days, it's all played at one facility. Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's pros and cons for both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I guess from a, a playing perspective now, um, I think the standard uh, is probably a lot better than what it used yeah, to be. Because, okay. you know, uh, it, it, you could be someone that's not necessarily um, – a hugely experienced player, but you can become a coach. You yeah. can learn from online coaching courses, whether it be yeah. uh, even something simple as YouTube. So yeah. if you can understand the principles and pass them them on, uh, mm. then uh, it gives the team the opportunity to be a better team. It gives the individual player yeah. uh, more technical learnings than what you could learn back in the old days. Yeah. So in some ways, I think the standard is faster, sharper, better. Um, but back then, we might have had some individuals back in the 80s that were just something else that we yeah. haven't had exposure yeah. to as much yeah. since. So, yeah, it was certainly um, interesting watching the soccer as a kid in the 80s. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I'll always cherish those sorts of thoughts. And I good. think mm. it does feel like everything was better in the 80s. For sure, to me, um, I, yeah, I was um, recently started a new job uh, at a location. I don't have to disclose where. The bloke sits next to me and we're talking about sport and he goes, yeah, my kids started playing soccer and I knew nothing. So I just went, ah, oh, that's right. A parent was like abusing a ref and he goes, I wasn't happy with it. So I went and learned how to be a referee and I became a referee. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's cool. Jeff Burr. No, oh, of course. Burr, very, well, no, very, very well. Yeah, what yeah, a legend yeah. of a man. But what yeah. a cool thing to do. Probably one of the best referees I've, Is he? Yep. I've really? ever had. Yeah, in my playing days. I better make sure he listens to yeah. this. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a – well, yeah, I work at Mildura Royal City Council. We'll just put that out. And Barry sits go. next to me. He's the yeah. – he is the Mildura Great Royal. bloke and he so was a very league. good ref. Very yeah. fair, always explained why he made a decision but yep. kept the game yeah. going. So, yeah, great yeah. bloke. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing I remember about Barry. He was very explanatory. He wouldn't just give yep. you a foul or, or, or a card or mm. 
and not explain why. Yeah. And I think that's important, especially in regional and amateur soccer. Yeah. Any sport, really. If you commit a foul, you want to know why and you want to learn from it. That's, that's the only way you get better. Yeah. Everyone so, gets hot under the collar. Yeah, Jeff had a very good ability to, to not let emotion get in the way of, yep. of oh, I suppose, the way he delivered yeah. uh, the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he did that well. He never really got sucked in emotionally. No, yeah, he yeah. seems to be, yeah, I mean, yep. I've only known him six, seven weeks or whatever, but he, but he's even at work, he's like that. Yep. I say, I call him Jeffy. Jeffy, what about, and he come up, oh, I'm explaining now, this, there, yeah. that, 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 and he's worked in every part of council pretty much, yeah. so 40 years or whatever, 42 years or something. Tell him we both say a lot. Mate, he's, a good really, fella. Well, he's actually, um, yeah, he's, he's on leave. He had a little, uh, what do you get, a knee replacement? Oh, yeah. Got, so yeah, he's home. He, I've seen him at the gym. Yeah, oh, hopefully not this week. It wasn't recently, <laughs> but that was the last place I seen him. We had yeah. a chat, and yeah, it, yeah. it was good to see him. So yeah, yeah. nah, ripping bloke. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know Burry was going to make the podcast, but he made there it. There you go. Definitely <laughs> good work. Um, Chris, so talk to me about your soccer career. I've got bits and pieces of information, but nothing factual. So I'd love to hear right. about um, your journey. We, as far back as I can remember, and a lot of this comes from my parents because mm. I was still a kid, but... First sporting memory, I remember playing mini ball in Orimble. Yep. Parents in, in, uh, enrolled me. Bas- that's basketball. Basketball. Yep. It I'm, I'm assuming it would have been, it would have been. Well, oh, you'd know better than me. Mini ball is what six and seven. Six. Yeah. Right, so it would have been ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Just as uh, Michael Jordan was probably starting uh, to dominate. man, he was killing it. But um, so I had all the Chicago Bulls gear. I remember seeing photos <laughs> of the Chicago Bulls gear. Full gear. Yeah. Um, played mini ball and that probably lasted about three weeks because uh, I, I absolutely shit myself with the coach. So, yeah, he had a bit of a limp, and it's scared oh, me. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and, and I think he had a loud voice from memory, so he, I was a bit scared of that. Yeah, and, I was a bit timid as a kid. Yeah. Um, went into Auskick, not yeah. long after, the Ripple Swallows. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I think I lasted, and again, this was from mum, I can't remember this. Yeah. Um, I think it was two or three weeks in, and they had like a little Auskick game. Mm. And this big um, Simone fella absolutely wiped me out. <laughs> Wow. Quit. <laughs> I was too small. As a kid, I was a little scrawny kid. I was a little rake. So, yeah. um, and then from there, I um, my grandparents lived near the tennis courts in Reckless. Yeah. And I remember, I remember this. Um, and Mum pulled up the car, and we just watched for a little bit. And I said, Mum, I think I want to play. Yeah. So anyway, I played tennis. Yeah, right. And enrolled in in the Reckless Lawn Tennis Club. Yep. Played there for a bit. Um, got. Pretty good at it. Yeah. I, I was winning the sectional juniors okay. on those Saturdays. Um, started playing a little bit in Mildura. Yeah. And then ended up going away for, for state in a few tournaments. Oh, wow. But then, um, yeah, I was playing doubles with a few mates and yeah. singles as well. But uh, from there, my Uncle Vince was, Uncle Vince Marciano was mm. the um, president of Three Colours. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I was, I was at, the, at the stage where I was probably a bit more social as a kid. Yeah. And I had yeah. a few mates that were playing soccer. Okay. Uh, why not? Let's go give it a go. Yeah. Uncle Vince gave me a jersey as a kid. Yeah. If you ever want to play soccer, you got to wear this shirt. <laughs> so okay. I, I kept in my word and I did. Yeah. And um, yeah, I played it three colours. Till uh, probably from the age of 14. Yeah. 13, 14 till I was 17. Okay. Yeah. I was a relatively late bloomer with soccer. Yeah, I was I expecting you to say I started when I was nah, four. And... No, nah, I was a late boomer. Yeah, okay. Um, stayed and made the senior team by 15. So wow. I played a couple of years and then got, got a gig in the senior team. Yeah. Um, uh, at the age of 18, just pretty much around my 18th birthday is when the yeah. season started. So yeah. I went to Knights. Right. And I had a 
couple of cousins and a couple of mates that yeah. I knew. So. so you knew each other? Yeah, well, I'll go yeah. back a step. I coached him in a generation oh, team yeah, actually, in about, yeah, oh, I was going to say oh. it was under 15s yeah. or 16s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We had a pretty strong team. Yep. But we had this kid that I had in the side and went, oh, geez, he's a bit, bit, uh, bit green, this kid. <laughs> yeah, he sort of looks raw. like he's just come from footy. Yeah. He sort of just wanted to get the ball and boot it or just <laughs> run and hang on, we're going to slow this kid down a bit, you know? Yeah. So we thought, where, where can we put him where we're not too vulnerable? We'll shove him in the right back. Yeah. And uh, that's where you put him with like the back pocket yeah, and put yeah, him, just just shove him you back start there. there and, yeah. okay. and we had some kids in that team who were pretty technically gifted. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't one of them at the time. Yeah. And often from some, certain kids when you coach him, you go, oh, that kid's got something special. Well, yeah. that kid's got ability, but his head's somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and the others, you watch the rough diamonds, you go, I wonder which of any of these is going to come good. And he wasn't one of the ones that I ever picked it. Really? Um, at all. Um, and yeah. let's not run him down by any means. Yeah. But he's probably the one fella that I've been involved with from a coaching perspective that's gone from, you know, an absolute dark horse mm. to uh, at his peak, probably one of the better, if not the better player in the competition. Mm. So, and I never picked it back then, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Surprise. Yeah. So, Big so progression. Imagine sweet. how good you could have been if you started when you were eight, wasting your <laughs> yeah, time as tennis. Eight, you wouldn't be here <laughs> doing this bloody podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we so, um so you moved to Knights. Yeah, moved to Knights. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I was a defender. I don't yeah, I was a defender starting out. Yeah. As you learn, yeah. as most players start out. Uh-huh. So yeah, and then I made the scene team as a defender in, at Free Colours, um, towards the end of my time there. And I made the move to Rimple because I had some friends and family that were at the club. Yeah. And first season at the club, I got put in centre mid, centre right. midfield. And that's a pretty tricky position to play. Like, yeah. That was the first and probably the only season I played there. Yeah. But I won the best and fairest. Oh. So I, I was pretty impressed with myself. I was pretty determined. Yeah. I was, you know, I was had a ball at my feet all the time. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to run. I was just trying to get fitter. Yeah. I really loved the sport. Mm. I wanted to be good as everybody else. Yeah. And I didn't, as Dave said, I didn't have the ability technically that everybody yep. had. But, one thing I really thought that I had, you know, as much of, if not more of, was ambition. Yeah, so awesome. I, really, I tried hard, and um, still to this day, I still push myself yeah. stupidly. But um, yeah. so you still playing? Yeah, still yeah. playing. Um, oh, I am going to come and watch now for sure. I've got a team to support now. <laughs> That's it. Jump on, a, put a green jersey. I on. will, man. I yeah, will. I will. You got Larry Bird on the wall. Oh, That'll do. Same, same color, color green too. Yeah, yeah. Get fit right That's in. it. We'll get um, a frame jersey. But yeah, and then um. Yeah, after that, I sort of got pushed back into the fence a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know. I was just mm. happy playing seniors. I was one yeah. of the youngsters. Yeah. Just, I was, you know, in awe of the players around me because a lot of them were senior in their 30s, early 30s, late 20s, and, and established players. Yeah. Dave being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Who was, throw some names out there. There was a guy um, who was in the defense, not so much first year. The first year I played with a guy named Akif. Mm. He was, he was pretty, um, He's a pretty good player. Dave will back me up on that. Yeah. I had a guy that's still playing now, Luke Payne, was uh-huh. relatively my age, but he's older. But um, yeah. you know, he was always one of the established players coming into a Rimple. Yep. Um, then you got your, your backline guys like Larry Larry Deshira was a fullback. There's about a very fifty of them in town. <laughs> yeah. Larry that works for Dave. If anybody's listening. All oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Monfilioni was another guy that works yeah. in the council. He, he works in the council. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, he he was an experienced defender. He taught me a lot of tricks. Yeah, some legal, some not. <laughs> you got to um, know both sides of the ledger, though, mate. Don't you? I, I just I, there was one guy in particular, Mark Loop, mm. and he used to absolutely scream at me. Yeah, 
probably because I was making mistakes, <laughs> and even when I wasn't. Yeah. But he was that sort of a bloke. He was that he made screaming at you. Yeah, but but not in a bad way. He was yeah. passionate but constructive. And okay. then after the game, would always pat you on the back. Yeah. Done well. And I learned a lot from him. He was he was a hard nut. Yep. And I, I learned a lot from him. Still good mates with him today, actually. Okay. And um, but yeah. then yeah, it, yeah, there's so many names. My cousin Tony Romeo's a beautiful yeah. legend. Yes. You know he's a he's a forward. I always aspired to be like him. I remember right. always saying, "Geez, when Tony retires as a forward, another Romeo's got to fill his <laughs> spot." Uh, that's my so, spot. <laughs> anyway, later down the track, I did. I um, I got the I got a chance to go and play forward. Yeah. And I did. And ever since I've been there. Okay. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I've had some opportunities overseas and stuff where I went. And yeah, so tell me about that because I, oh, I just got a snippet of info that you went overseas and played, but that's all I know. I don't know anything. So. Yeah. So in my early days at nights, mm. I would have been, would have been, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Would have been was that nineteen? Mm. Um, I got an opportunity through this. It was like an academy. The first yep. time it came to regions. Yeah. So there was a Mali region set up, which is pretty much Mildura, Bendigo, okay. um, or ish around that area. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, there was about 30 that applied for it, done tryouts over the course of a month, mm. um, made that, yep. made the Mali squad. That yep. Mali squad then went and played Metro teams, mm. Metro, Metro rep teams under the same umbrella, yep. which was called the Australian Football School. Mm-hmm. From that, they then selected a best 30, which mm. I made. Wow. And there was a couple other guys from the Mali team that made it. Yep. And then from that, they made a, a last 16, which I made, and I was the only Mali guy. Yeah. So everyone else from the city, and I was having Man. to travel a fair bit. And that's um, back that gets back to that, buddy. Yeah, you know, but, my yeah. dad and mum were driving me some weekends to Bendigo. Yep. yep. So then we could get on the train to Melbourne, or mm. if we'd have to fly, you know, it was it was an exp- oh, I could imagine it would have been an expensive ordeal for Yeah, folks. yeah. Um, but yeah, that that aside, I tried my hardest with that. Yep. I really didn't want to let, let my parents down because I knew how much they were yeah. putting into me. So where'd you go? Where did you? Well, we played a few games in Melbourne yep. to start out, and then mm. the tournament was called the MIC um, Cup, which is the Mediterranean International Cup. Yeah. And it was held in Barcelona. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was a month thing. We yeah. did two weeks in uh, London. Yeah. Training with the Chelsea Football Club. That's what I heard. Yeah. This is the thing. I kind of got that bit of info, but so, I'm like, oh, yeah. why do you play for Chelsea? No. Nah. <laughs> but no, you trained didn't, didn't with play for them, but I got to play at their, at their um, massive training facility. Yeah. Got to train there. Yeah. Live like a professional. You know, we're wearing club tracksuits. Wow. Oh, sorry. Our clubs. So yeah. Australian yeah. jersey and all yeah. that stuff. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll train in there and um, got to stay at the training grounds of England. Yeah. Got to tour Wembley. Um, wow. Play a few practice games and yeah. you know, really try and establish ourselves over there. Yeah. A few scouts watching. Cool. And then from there, we went to Barcelona where the tournament was held. Yeah. And we were playing against teams like AC Milan Youth, um, wow. Barcelona Youth, Spanish yeah. national team, under-21s. So, um, yeah, we had a good crack against them. Mm. Uh, the Spanish national team, we lost 2-1, I think. Jeez. So, we weren't, we weren't pushovers. You know, we were, That's pretty good. We were expected to be the shittest guys there because yeah, we're Australians well, and everyone else is European. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. So I enjoyed it. And then on my way back, a few phone calls were made from our team manager mm. about some of our players. And at the time in the A-League, there was a new team, which is now Melbourne City, which is yeah. one of the biggest and strongest. But yeah. at the team, uh, at the time, they were starting out and they were called Melbourne Heart. Yeah. So I remember. I was, I was looking at Westpac call. and they were sponsors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Westpac are major sponsors. Yeah. Um, I got a phone call from one of the youth team directors there yeah. and asked if I'd want to go down and try out. As well as Adelaide United. 
in Jeez. being shorter. This is anyway. As it worked out, they were on the same weekend. The oh. Hard to make a choice. Oh. Spoke to my team manager at the time. Yeah. And um, he recommended Melbourne Heart Band and you guys. Yeah. You may have a better shot. Okay. But being a mature age player, you know, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was 19, 20. Yeah. It's always hard to break a youth team at that age. Um, mm. But I did. I had a crack. Got to the, got to the last 30 in that. Shit. Yeah. And then they asked me if I was prepared to move to Melbourne for three months. I said to mum and dad. I, at the time, I was doing an apprenticeship with dad. Wow. Yeah. Building, building certificate. What year are we talking here? 2010. 2011, early 2010, 2011. Yeah, okay. So it was just clicked into my head, but we'll get back to it. I was pretty mature into it. Yeah, like yeah. Third, fourth year of my building. And anyway, I said to Dad, I said, Dad, I, I don't think I can pass this opportunity up. Yeah. I think I've got to go. And yep. my dad, you know, he was always pretty supportive of mm-hmm. whatever I wanted to do. He said, no, go have a go. Yeah. Have a crack. We're always here. Yeah. The works here, your apprenticeship, the farm, the family, we're always here to support you. So mm. go have a crack. Anyway. As it was, I was getting prepared to, to leave. Yeah. And then two weeks later, um, I got a phone call from a team manager and he, he had some bad news just to say that I, my age bracket, I'd missed the cutoff by a week. Oh. So oh, anyway, no. that was a little bit of a, of a soul crusher. But, oh, all right. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was rough. It was, it was rough. You know, I understood, obviously. I, I, knew, yeah. I knew what it was like going into it. I knew I was going to be one of the older players. The rest of them yeah. were around 16, 17. I was close to 21. Yeah, okay. They, and to their credit, they said, if you want to come and try out for the senior team, yeah. you can. Tongue in cheek. Obviously, I'm never going to make yeah. a senior team against the likes of John Aloisi and oh, Socceroos yeah. at that time. Legendary. So, yeah. you know, I just said, no, look. No. And that, anyway, they invited me to a few senior trainings. Yeah. And I trained with Josip Skoko, John wow. Aloisi, yeah. a few Socceroos, photos, signed jerseys. And it was a great experience and I learned a lot. In the cool. time that I did it, yeah. Um, but a few other club teams in Melbourne asked if I wanted to um, stay around and play in the division below the A League. Okay, yeah, like um, the Melbourne League. Yeah, there was one team at the time. I met a guy who was a representative of Faulkner mm. in the Premier League. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, look, I spoke about it with Dad, and and it ended up being my decision ultimately. Yeah. But I was getting close to twenty one, so I thought, you know what? Yeah. Finish my apprenticeship. I, I had a good family business that I was going into yeah and that i was invested in yeah so i just made the call and i thought you know what Mm. i think i've turned over every stone i could i had a crack i'm i'm proud and i'm happy with what i achieved and um yeah i think i'm just content playing at a local level now dominate it's kicking ass still here yeah well i had a good from from that period through now i had a good stretch yeah no come back i got put into the striker role got an opportunity and i relished it um so that's like the that that was the role isn't it is it or? Uh, well, look, it, yeah, not really. yeah I guess it's, it's, like it's certainly a central point. So you, your centre midfield or your centre forwards are usually where you, you're strongest or your most least most lethal players. Yeah, play. So yeah, there's, a, there's a bit behind that role for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's... yeah. No, I'd, once I got the opportunity, I was forever grateful. You know, I was pushing to get it, and yeah. I got it. And it's a lot to thank Dave and and my cousin Tony. Yeah. at the time, who was. And you need that support, all, don't you? Yeah, I did, and, yeah. and I had their faith. You know, the first yeah. few games. From memory, we're pretty rough. I didn't score. Yeah. You know, I, I may have been in the wrong positions, but yeah, I, I knew I had the ambition and I knew that I could do it. And yep. you know, fast forward ten years or yeah. eleven years, whatever it's been now, from multiple leading goal scorers, club yep. and league, um, best and fairest for the league and club. Yeah. You know, and they're just individual. But they, to me, 
a lot, I know talking about individual stuff, mm. you know, I don't like it to an extent because I don't want to gloat. But to me, I'm proud because be proud of it, it represents bro. to me what I what I set out to do. Yeah. And See it wasn't all my to go MVP trophies. trophies up there? Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's none. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. there's me under 10s, under 12s, yeah. under 14s. Oh, no, it's just something to stick on the wall, but yeah, shit, man, that's that's well, yeah. awesome. Like I said, I, it's I don't ever gloat about it, but it's something. If people ask me, yep. I'm really proud of it because yeah. I know how hard I have you to work be. to get it. And Dave knows my backstory more than. No, I agree. Yeah. You should be proud because yeah. I've seen kids with with some exceptional technical ability and haven't always utilised it. And Chris yeah. wasn't one of those at 13. Yeah, but the extent. Purely through his drive and his mm. want to get better, and he'd have a thirst to ask afterwards. What else should I be doing? What did you see? Yeah. He never took anything. He wanted the constructive criticism. Yeah. Uh, it was that was something always noted. I thought, oh, this kid's eager, super eager. Yeah. So credit to him, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of the sporting people I've spoken to here, there's the one thing and one thing only that rams home in my head: hard work. Mm. It's just every like elves with making AFL. You know, paved with basketball. Um, you now like you can you can be as good as Michael Jordan, but he didn't get there because he's natural. He's naturally good, but you know, Kobe Bryant would play a game and then go and start training at ten o'clock and to get there at four in the morning. Like, what it was a thousand shots a day or whatever his thing was. Like, it's fucking hard work. It's hard work. Oh, I remember going to soccer training, getting home and. If I wasn't playing FIFA on the PlayStation as a kid, I'd, yeah. I'd be watching games, replays. Yeah. I'd be isolating strikers that I'd idolise. Yeah. Um, Luis Suarez. Yeah. Um, Sergio Aguero. Those Suarez. Christian Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, he's a, he's a global megastar. But yeah, I look even. Is he Argentinian? Sergio Aguero was Suarez. Suarez he was Uruguayan. Why He's a bit of a scallywag. Did he do something? Got himself in a strife yeah, when uh, no, nah, there was there was yeah, a few things. That's right. But he also upset that uh, French right back Patrice Evra from Man United because yeah. I think he made a racial slur or oh, something at some yeah, point. Yeah, and that's really right. brought yeah, him that in, was... the, in the uh, the spotlight. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 I never bit nobody. So nah. I didn't go look at that <laughs> aspect it. of the game. But nah. I used to just watch the movements and how they play, and I yeah. just try, you know, go out on a Sunday and replicate it or at training and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. I just, I just yeah, it's just something that becomes second second yeah. nature to me. I love it. Just, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Part of me now. Awesome. Um, now, Dave, um, I understand that you went from soccer to a really mellow sport. You've gone, you've sort of moved away from, you know, and, uh, you know, getting kicked in the ankles and punching the back of the head as a goalie to doing what? I got into boxing at 40. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I've sort of, I was struggling once soccer had finished and I sort yeah. of stopped playing soccer because my body had, Decided I didn't want to cooperate yes. anymore. I dislocated I shoulders feeling. and four or five knee operations. And you mm. think, oh, I can do it at the time, but then I can't walk for a week. Yeah. And I was just frustrated with not being able to find another way of staying fit that I was connected to, like passionate yeah. about. Mm. So I could kept me fit and I didn't do it for fitness as I loved it. But yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to a gym and lift weights. It's just yeah. something that felt like a chore as opposed to feeling fun. Mm. Always appreciated boxing, always followed boxing, but yes. never got into it. Yeah, <clears throat> my older brother had done a lot of combat sports, and yeah. you know he certainly used to bash us up at home, and <laughs> you learn to defend yourself just in, in yeah. the household. But um, yeah, went to Sparks Gym on a Saturday morning one one time with yeah. a mate of mine who'd been going just for fitness purposes. Yeah, and um, almost immediately 
fell in love with it. Just yeah. Got you. Just got yeah. determined. I walked in there and I, like most things you do, you hold yourself to high standards. And yeah. I was frustrated as shit that I couldn't master everything in one session. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just got keen. So I did that every Saturday. It turned to twice a week, turned to three times a week. And yeah. then before you knew it, I was training five, six times a week and wow. got to a certain point of fitness where some of the trainers there were like, you know, you should seriously consider about competing. And I thought, <laughs> nah. But on the inside, I'm like, really? Could yeah. I? So I kept a lid on that for a while, but then yeah. eventually got to a point with, yeah, I think I will. Yeah. So, yeah. Got into that, competed over in, um, in Adelaide at the yep. uh, Australian Club Championships. I saw that on social media, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Had a go at that in the yeah. Masters Novice Division. and How'd you go? Had a win. Yeah. It was good for a fella out of Sydney who'd had four or five fights already, so I was mm-hmm. a bit concerned that he was going to be <laughs> far more experienced than yeah. me and I could find myself on the ground. But that yeah. no, went really well. And yeah, it, was, okay. um, it was a real buzz. I guess in some ways it was me trying to prove to myself that you could do something like that. There's a Absolutely. bit of a challenge involved with something like that. Enormous. Um, but, yeah, really enjoyed it. So yeah. still into it now. Haven't yeah. done too much competing. COVID kicked in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I still train five or six times a week and coach yeah. juniors and yeah, take okay. a Saturday morning session as well. Yeah, and wants to, he, he's a bit like yourself there. He's a kid that – not that you're a kid. He's a kid. But it, if he's not really good, he thinks he's not worthy of doing it. But he's always throwing his hands yeah. around here. And I'm like, man. And actually, Sparksy messaged me. He must have listened to one of these. And I think yeah. I said something about this, maybe. Yeah, and he messaged me and goes, hey, this dude's there. Just go down there. Tell him yeah, I'll sit down. Yeah, you and should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wazza I, and I have become good mates. And he's yeah. uh, now in Brisbane. So I we're sort of running the gym for yeah. him. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good fella. I'll have to recruit your son in there to the junior classes twice a week. Mate, yeah. He uh the way he's going at school, he might have to nah, no, kidding, <laughs> kidding. No, it'd be awesome nah. having him down there at Spokeship. Yeah, he's going through that um without divulging stuff there, but you know, he's fourteen, right? So he's kids, yep. that stage of his life where he's realising he's bigger than some kids, yeah. he's a bit stronger than yeah. some. But you know, he's like his old man, love not a fighter. Love to work with him, yeah. And that's the thing, like coaching the juniors really yeah. is, is almost the opposite of trying to teach them to fight. It's about teaching them confidence, discipline. Yeah. and um, Respect. Yeah, it is. It's been really yeah. good to watch some of the transformations in some of these kids. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love watching that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You yeah. get a Sparks group of kids is, um, in there that are... Sparks' gym sponsored our soccer club or sponsors our soccer club. Okay. And I remember one year we went we went there for pre-season. We've done some... some uh, training session. Yeah, yeah. And it, I went there in there expecting it just to be pure boxing, mm. but it wasn't. It fitness. Was, it was a lot of fitness based stuff. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I need to get in there. Yeah, and I say, yeah, don't just. Oh, it's look, you'd be surprised how much you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And the community is good. There's a good group, group of guys in there. And we've got a new sponsor for the show, Sparks uh, Gym. There, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we're looking yeah, for yeah. a sponsor. Yeah, no, so I've really enjoyed it. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. passionate about it. And it's good to find another sport that you can feel passionate about and get involved in. It feels yeah. like a fresh start for me in a lot of ways. That's really cool, isn't so it? So four or five years in, I'm really enjoying it. And yep. Might get back in there for another crack yet. We'll see so what happens. So you're 1-0 still? That's it. That's Man, it. Man, yeah. record, 100% win rate. That's the thing that was it goes on about. He shits to us about that a bit, actually. <laughs> so Someone's going to probably belt me shortly and that's all over, but yeah. No, it's you really haven't good. had like the drunk idiot in the pub come out. Yeah, that boxer bloke. Or... Not yet, but you just never know, eh? Well, mate. Well, at least you know what's go- <laughs> what's coming. Um, I did about I'm going to say four lessons in the old Barong. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. What was his name? Greeny, Green, John Green or something. I remember that. He's a scary man. Yeah, yeah. He had knuckles. I haven't uh, met him, but heard plenty about him. Mate, eh? he was frightening. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's a fella I went to school with, Ricky Tyson, who back in the day Still was a Still he's, he's a very good coach. Mate, His son's quite successful in boxing these days, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rick had been boxing for a few years yep. and I his job well his job was to throw punches in me, the new kid was blocking like that. <laughs> and big Rich and he was a big fella back then. Yeah. I was miniature. Yeah, I was like and he was good, like he wasn't trying to belt me, but Couple got through, and I'm like, I don't know about this. Yeah, it's daunting at first, oh. but you can adapt pretty quickly. But for fitness, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. but also, yeah, yeah for, for self confidence, you get in yeah. there and you think this dude is going to smash my head in. Yeah, and you'll stand there and just try and cover yourself up just to get by. Yeah, and after a certain period, you know, it might take weeks or months, depending on the individual. Something yeah. just clicks, and you tend to bring all the things you've learned into place really quickly. And you think, hang yeah. on a minute. I think I went all right just yeah. then. And then your whole mentality changes. You've got yeah. confidence and you start stepping forward as opposed to just trying to retreat. It's, it's a game changer, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's as much as it's physical, it's more, I think, and I've never done it, it I should I would phrase that, it appears as a spectator more psychological. Like, I mean, Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to be like fit, anything. It's self-control, to... it's discipline, you yeah. know, and, and managing yeah. your emotions. You, know? you, you yeah. first all assume that, Oh, if someone hit me in the face, I'd lose my shit. The, and it changes, no. You no. just know that there's a there's a certain cost with stepping forward, not protecting yeah. yourself, and you've got to really be on point. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's mm. it's a cool sport. Yeah, I love watching it. I'm a, a big fan. Um, just uh, I watched uh, a couple of months ago. They had a, a hour or two session on Tyson Fury. Is it Tyson? Yep. He's a big fella. Yeah, he's it's, a monster of a man. Yeah. He's switching hands. Yeah. He's going from right handed to left handed, and. I messaged buddy Buster McWilliams. Yeah. I went, Buster, is this real? Does this people do this? And yeah, he come back and go, some people do it. And this yeah, guy does. Yeah, yeah he's weird. an incredible yeah. sort of dude, old Tyson Fury. Yeah, way. Yeah. Six foot nine and uh, doesn't look like an athlete from his physical build. And throw And he's though. fought dudes that literally look like Adonis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's just, it, it doesn't, that's not he the key criteria to win your fights yeah. is your body shape. And he yeah. proves that. Yeah, he's, he's um, And he speaks pretty well. I've watched. Couple of interviews with him, and he's a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was pretty cool. And he's got a very interesting backstory, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah another certainly. time. I know we ticked over the hour, boys. We've ticked one off. We'll just keep going anyway. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, right. Well, that's cool, mate. I love that story. Yeah. And that look two sporting stories that I didn't really know, and it's awesome just to hear. And I know loads of people that listen to this podcast are sport based, but to me, that's more about challenge and about. You know, for you, mate, determination and going, and I want to just do it. I want it, you know? Yeah, look, and, one, something I didn't mention before, you know, we touched on the individual stuff. Mm. But to me, I'd trade all of that in a heartbeat for the team stuff. And yeah. With Dave, there was a few years before I'd never won a premiership, a senior premiership mm. before. And there was a few years, and we're getting really close. We'd, we'd lost one by a point. Yeah. We'd lost another one on the last day of the year. Yeah. We'd lost another one by a... For a referee decision that was caught on camera, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> that wasn't correct, and we yeah. lost it purely on the fact of that. Chris thought he was the curse. He thought he was never ever going to win yeah. a premiership. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's starting to get to me. Yeah, it would. Though. Anyway, the it year would. we we ended up winning two straight. Yep, and then we lost one, and then won another two straight. But with soccer, it works. When you finish on top of the ladder, you're the premier. Yeah. So we won two premierships, lost one. Yeah. Finished second, then won two premierships, but. You've also got a grand final at the end of the year, which works on your ladder system, same ah. as the AFL. Yeah. So you've got two trophies to play for. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So we won five five, uh, five grand finals straight and wow. four premierships in five years. And to me, they are still some of the best memories on a sporting field that I've yeah. got. Not only because, yeah, the trophy and you're the winner and all mm. that, just the memories you got 
and the, and the lifelong Your teammates. Yeah. Like you can see, I can talk to a guy, Manny, a German bloke. Yeah. Um, played in one of them. Yeah. We, I still see him like, through Facebook and yeah. Messenger and stuff now, but we still talk about it. And yeah. it's just something that will never leave me. And now yeah. my goal now is, as a one of the senior players, like I'm 32, early 33. Yeah. I see some of the kids that I've seen growing up as you know, 9, 10, 11 year olds. Yeah. In the senior team now, Make more than capable old. of being. Like well and truly established senior yeah, players, yeah. and I can see they're on the verge. You know, I, I want to see them win one. Yeah, I want them to feel what I felt, and I want Absolutely. I want to be a part of their journey. So when yeah. they go forward, they remember me. Yeah, and yeah, to me that's that's one of the most important things. I think I get out of sport. Yep. So. It's yeah. So, I mean, sports awesome for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah, I forgot about. The, I, I did. So I lived in England for a few a couple of years, and that was the thing. So you finished pop, you become the. What do they call there? The uh, chip, uh, like the uh, league champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. League yeah, champions yeah. Is what you'd call it. Yeah, premiers essentially. The, and then FA. So the FA Cup thing, just quickly on that. It's a bit different. That's a whole nother. So what they'll do is yeah, yeah basically every team, every track. professional team in England. So yeah. you've got four tiers uh, from the Premier League, the Championship, uh, League One, and League Two. Yeah. And it's basically there's roughly twenty odd teams in each of those competitions. So yeah. there's around eighty to hundred teams that all play off for this FA Cup. Yeah. So yeah. And that's that old school fairy tale story where someone, yep. a team from the fourth tier down, actually has the potential Scunthorpe of playing United in a, or That's like right. That. Has a potential <laughs> of playing in an FA Cup final against the wealthiest team in the world. Yeah. So, and there's times where it's kind of happened, you know. It, like, has, uh, it, it was well, I was gonna say in the last few years, it could have been Years ago but there's been that. occasions where teams yeah. have come up out of nowhere, and yeah, yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool. Nah, that's mm. awesome. Um, uh, we've we're rolling on, as I said, we ticked over the hour. That's cool. So uh, those of you listening, um, keep listening because we're going to keep talking. <laughs> um, just as a thought, boys. So Italian heritage, born and raised in Australia. We get to the World Cup, Italy v Socceroos. Who do you support? Go for it, Chris. I reckon Chris. I know your answer. Speak <laughs> the truth. I was going to handball this one to Dave. That's just <laughs> exactly why I'm on the front foot. We go for a piss break and get him a mute and go home. But, um, oh, look, this happened in 06. Yeah. Australia played Italy. Yep. And look, it's, 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 it's a hard one. I've been asked this countless times. Yeah. Um, growing up, and a lot of the reason I love soccer was because of the players I idolised. And a lot of them were superstars. Yeah. And to be honest and frank, not many of them were Australian. None of them. Nah. Get the point, Chris. Beat around the bush, boy. He's stalling. Um, you know, Christian Vieri, I support Inter Milan, a yeah. big Italian player. Uh-huh. So a lot of them players play for Italy. Anyway, yeah. when it comes to Australia v Italy, my head wanted Italy. My heart wanted Australia. Here. Because I'm Australian. <laughs> you are. And all my mates are Australian. Yeah. Everybody else wanted Australia. So of course I want Australia to win. Yeah. And they wanted to win to better the to better soccer here. But yeah. Yeah, look, it was 55-45 Italy, Australia. Yeah, I, I was okay. supporting Italy, if I'm to be hundred percent truthful. But purely Fine. because of football. I love football. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the way Australia plays yeah. at the moment. Okay. That 06 team was an exception. I enjoyed watching them. Oh, six. So that was the World Cup. Kaiserslautern in yeah. Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Cahill Timmy got Kale. us through. We played Croatia. Mm. And, yeah. And yeah. just to make it clear, Lucas Neal did foul the Italian defender. 
That was a foul. That's a debatable comment. But he was, that's my stance. That was a foul. <laughs> You'd never go down in the box like that. That's silly. I, um, Why would you make that tackle? The back end of my question, which I didn't read because I took my glasses off, was um, when that World Cup was on, so 06, yeah, I was studying, I was working the day studying at night. So I was literally burning the candle and became, as all non-soccer people, an expert and you love them, you have the posters and shit and all that. And Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good World Cup though. Top World Cup. Awesome. Was that the Aloisi one? That yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, the 98 World Cup Yeah, and Australia. We booked our tickets when uh, Australia had won or drawn the first leg against Iran. And yeah. all they had to do was come to Australia, mm. uh, win or draw one all, but don't draw two all because of the away goals. Were ah. Complicated, but it yeah, would have meant yeah. they'd gone out. So we thought, let's get clever, buy our tickets before we get hit with a premium. Yeah. They're, they're, they're looking pretty healthy after the first game. <laughs> yeah. They'll have this second one. And at 2-0, when Australia were up, we thought, we're in this. When we were bragging about, no. we're on our way, we're going to France. <laughs> Fast forward another half of the game, they drew two all and we went oh. out. Oh. So we still, we'd already committed, we'd gone to the World Cup, so oh, we'd gone anyway. to, to Italy. Oh, yeah. uh, so we'd gone to France. Yep. Um, and naturally, your second team for me was Italy. So growing up, a bit like Chris, you idolised yeah. some of the Italian players. For sure. Um, but for me, your country you're born in was your country. Yeah. So we were gutted that Australia weren't at that World Cup. <laughs> yeah. But I went and watched Italy play, and uh, yeah. it was one of the, the coolest things I'd ever done going to that World Cup. Yeah. But then fast forward to 2006, or 2005 was the qualifying game, yeah. the final qualifying game in Sydney. Uh-huh. And that's when Australia famously won on penalties. Yeah. And I was at that game. Wow. And I've been to a few, obviously, cool. Been to the World awesome. Cup and I've been yeah. to a World Cup. I celebrated game. that like Australia oh. won a World Cup. Yeah. I was watching at home with mum and dad. Yeah. And I remember we erupting. Like, <laughs> that was cool. I've been to some cool games yeah. with some amazing atmospheres. Yeah. Anfield, Liverpool, it's famous yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. But that uh, that game where Australia beat Uruguay on penalties, yeah. there's, there's nothing that beats that. And there's yeah. a couple other guys that travelled with me to that game that we still, yeah. we still say that same thing. It was yeah. incredible. Even that was the commentary else. of Aloisi scoring that pen, that was, yeah. it's iconic. That is, yeah, that was cool. That was an absolute. A change for the for the the picture of the game, really. Yeah. Because for years we always felt like we were the poor second cousins of footy. We follow oh, soccer, horrible. and you never get the yeah. exposure. And yeah. uh, so for them to have made the World Cup, but also see the people that hadn't really been ever interested in soccer, see how well they got behind it yeah. during that World Cup. Folks like me, that was awesome. Man, I was staying up at three in the morning watching yeah. the game. They pushed the what was to be the world champions. Yeah. Yeah, that's limit. right. And controversially, they like the world yeah. cup we just gone through. You know, yeah, what happened? How did we get knocked out? Something happened bad, didn't it? The Australian, uh, the Australian defender, right at the end of the game, went down in the box to make a tackle. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah. went down. There's the Australian defender made a tackle. Yeah. Um, some will say the Italian dove over him, um, initiated the contact. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. To me, I thought. It was a bad challenge. Not a, not a bad challenge in the fact that he hit him. Yeah. Him yeah. Uh, as a defender, it was silly. You, you just keep your ground. Why would you give the referees a decision to Anything. make? Anything. And yeah. this is before video refereeing, obviously. So the referee had a decision to make in a split second. Blow it in a, yeah. How the referee's seen it is, I don't know. I don't know what perspective he's seen it from, but mm. he called the pen. And yeah. to me, you know, that's that's a harsh way of learning. But At um, sport, though, isn't it? Is. Really? But yeah, um, controversial nonetheless. And who knows how far Australia could have went. That was a golden team. Look, if that, if that a... foul, if an Italian went down, Harry Kuehl went over the top of him and he went down, we'd never had this discussion. Yeah. You just say, hey, we won the game and how good was that? So yeah. 
I reckon, you know, he drew the foul. Neil shouldn't have overcommitted. Oh, it's, uh, it's a bit of one of those things, but the reality yeah. is it was within the rules of the game. Mm. So and it if ain't gonna she would have been now, on the other it? foot, we'd have been wrapped. She'd have been <laughs> yeah. that's mm. it. And that's it. Everybody's yeah. got a different opinion on it, and that's the yeah. beauty of the sport. Um, I saw here on Foxtel the other night an ad for the Women's World mm. Cup. That's it soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. This year. So give me what, do you watch much women's soccer? Look, I don't particularly watch mm. a lot of it, mainly because it's not it's not really that accessible as opposed to men's. I mean, it is. I wouldn't it's know where stand, to find it. It's, it's on not... stand sport and up to sport. Yeah, yeah well, you can get right. some of the bigger games. Yeah. But, like, I, I follow Sam Kerr a little bit just through stats mm-hmm. when I'm on live score, you know, wake up in the morning. Yeah. A lot of games overnight too. Um, yep. But, yeah, that's, I, I follow Sam Kerr a bit. I reckon she's unreal. Yeah. She's, she really she's top. She's huge for Australian soccer. Where's she sport. playing at? She's at Chelsea. 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 Mm, yeah. yeah. And getting decent money, I think. Yeah. Yeah, compared to, what did I say? Um, oh, my son was saying to me the uh, what? Who was it? Somebody? Oh, yeah, the mask in basketball. Yeah, the, mask, the the person who is the mascot inside the mascot suit gets paid more money than the highest paid WNBA player. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what? Kick ass out there. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, highly knows. skilled too. Like I've watched them. Mate, the they give it. Like the blokes are. Oh, I'm not loving NBA but these days, but um, too many three-point shooters. Yeah, no defense. <laughs> soft, fall over, bitch and moan. Our kids are now replicating what they're seeing. You know, people do. It just does my head in. I love NBL. I watch all NBL. Um, Mildura Heat starts this week. Um. I'm as excited to watch the, the female game as the male game there. Like yeah. the, the girls or the women, mate, they go hard. Yeah, basketball's – man. I've sort of only – I mean, I told you that earlier on I played it as a kid, but recently yeah. this season mm. got a group of mates that started playing um, social basketball. They've been playing yeah. it for a few years. A team's called the BBC. And not not what many people would think, but it's called the Big Battle Crew. Okay. Most of the boys are in there Italian, but there's a few, a few other guys in there as well. Yeah. But they've all played a lot of them. Some yeah. haven't. But what? A, it's just a great game. Yeah. Like, it's good um, fun. It's fun. I'm I'm shit house. Obviously. Doesn't matter. No though. good going from soccer to that. My <laughs> runs are completely not where I should be, but I'm learning. Yeah. It's like days of boxing. Yeah. Straight me in. Yeah. I bought a ring. Yeah. I bought a ball. Beautiful. I've got cool sneakers now. Yeah. Yeah. I was just. I'm going all in on it, and I love yeah, it. It's good, isn't and it? I'm going to start going to watch games. I've got mates playing prem now. And I'm, yep. I want to go watch prem on a Wednesday. Um, yeah. A few mates playing in the heat. I want to go and watch the heat. Well, things I would never have spoke about a year ago. Of um, I'm the president of El Turinga Basketball Club, and we have a box. So come and watch one night. We'll have a few beers. We'll watch a bit of basketball. It's a good night yeah, out. It's no, fun. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's um. I'm hanging together. Yeah, it's good. And it's, it's good atmosphere and the local Mildura Ferals go nuts and I'm yeah. one of them. But, um, yeah, it's, it's heaps good. Um, I have to put my glasses back on and locate the next question, but we're probably sort of pushing toward the end. I had a whole bunch of other things. Um, we could literally talk for hours upon hours, I reckon, because there's so many things to talk about. But um, you both... From what I understand, I've spent lots of time in that sporting space. Coaches, volunteers, um, all of those sorts of things. I mean, I do a lot of that myself. Um, your thoughts, what's, 
And it's kind of, it is a bit of a negative thing, but I was trying to make it a positive spin at the end. What's the, the parental and the community behaviour like in your sport? And I, what I mean by that is I, I, as the president, every week get a phone call about some sort of, this parent did this, this, that, this parent abused a 12-year-old referee. So I get that stuff and it really saddens me. But is that re- re- relevant to your sport? Look, um, I can't say I've had that much or certainly overexposure to any other no. sort of stuff. So no. I, in the last 15 to 20 years, whether it be through coaching and playing soccer, mm. um, you'll have the odd parent that gets a bit carried away. But yeah. we've never had anything that I've noted that I've had to go and report or anyone that you've had to step in to pull someone up on it. Yeah, okay, that's um, good. So it hasn't been too bad considering. Yeah. Um, not to say that it doesn't occur, I just haven't had it sort of yeah, where I'm at. Your way. You might yeah. hear stories of someone else on another ground having some sort of issue. Mm. But generally, uh, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah, yeah so that's I haven't good. got any major... Uh, uh, yeah, okay. like even, issues to share there. Even at you know training, I've been part of the committee for probably the last five six years. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Mm. Normally, these things sort of get raised on the mm. committee meeting. I, I there's been no major issue okay. brought up. Um, That's good. Like Dave said, I'm sure that in the games, there's obviously a little bit of yelling at the ref or you know certain yeah. things being said. That that's in all sport. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'll ever stamp that out. No. Maybe in a junior level, it needs. Pipe down, but I haven't yeah. personally seen it. Oh, that's good but, though. And even the hear. kids at training, you know, they they all incorporate well. Yeah, they don't cool. they don't leave training upset. And if any of them have really got an issue, they, yeah. they tend to come to the senior boys. I think. Okay, that's so good. I, I've had a good, it's good experience. culture then, by the sounds I've of that. I've had a good yeah. experience with, with parents and kids coming mm. through the ranks at clubs. Also, I think it depends on how you manage it. Like as a yeah. as a as a coach, you're a, you're a mentor to kids or yeah. adults, whatever whatever team you happen to be coaching. Yeah. Um, but you've also got to be able to be a good communicator, and you've also got yeah. to know how to read individuals mm. because they all need different kinds of responses from the coach. One might need a kick up the backside, the other needs mm. an arm put around them. Yeah. Um, but you've also got to know that there's another vested. Uh, uh, shareholder in that, and that's the parents. Yeah. So it's not about you just communicating to Billy here that yeah. he needs to lift his game or he needs to go home and dedicate some more time. So I know I used to make a habit of contacting the parents and yeah. saying, hey, I've had a chat with your son about the following. Mm-hmm. See if you can dig a little bit deeper for me because I think he's got the potential to do this and this, but he's distracted or he's this or he's that. Yeah. But let me know if there's another issue because maybe it could be me. Mm-hmm. And I think by... By doing that, it's obvious. You obviously get it's a win-win. Yeah. The, the parent themselves is going to go, okay, this kid's this person is invested in my kid. It's got their best interest at heart, and also it might mean that they get greater exposure to the kid that you can't quite dig into. So yeah, I think by involving yeah. the parents, um, yeah, in some ways you win them over a bit. So it lessens the chance of that tension because that can be, yeah. you know, all, all parents tend to think that their child has. Uh, a gift of yeah. whether it be ability or, or intelligence that's greater than the next. It's yeah. it's natural for that to happen. And some manage that well and some don't. So yeah. I think it's always been important to engage in the, the parents or the partner, even if it's yeah. even from a senior perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it makes sense to do that. No, I think I you get the best out of that one. I agree with Dave. Yeah. Um, like only a week ago, one of the 16-year-old kids yeah. in the senior team or training with the senior group come up to me and he had – Something private to tell me. Mm. He goes, Oh, do you reckon I could have a chat with you? Yeah. Like, okay. Initially, I thought something was wrong. Yeah. Because it's the first time, then on here, you know, all happy, bubbly, want to kick the ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no worries. Pulled him aside. We had a quick chat. He goes, Oh, this, this, and this happened. Mm. Um, first experiences. Yeah. And um, he goes, What do you think? I, I said, Well, did you do this, this, and this? And yeah. 
first things first, said, have you told your parents? Or at least told your dad? Yeah. And he goes, no, I haven't. But the fact that he came to me, a senior player, to me, I went home. At the time, you know, I was, then we had to get into training. But at the yeah. time I went home, I laid in bed. And I, I, I felt good that he came to me. I felt like, yeah. okay, he sees me as a... He respects a, you. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was good. And then anyway, um, a communication I had with his father not long ago, he did tell his dad. And, mm. and his dad thanked me for it, you know. And, yeah. and I think that plays a big part in deleting a lot of the, the negative stuff later yeah. on. He has that good relationship with yep. the families, not only for sport, but even the stuff that comes with it. Because mm. it almost is like a second home when you're in the season. You spend a lot of time. Yeah. So you start <laughs> yep. sharing things. And, you know, these kids are at an age now where they're, they're, they're going through right. life. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. And maybe they can't talk to the parents or maybe yeah. they don't have parents or a parent. Or yeah, that's right. Whatever that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Though. That mentor thing is a – I mean, myself as a 50-year-old with coaching my sons. 13. Now those blokes come here and we sit here and talk a bit of stuff about bits and pieces or we'll talk about something that happened at school and yeah. say, well, there's, don't punch a bloke in the head because you get suspended and this, 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 and that's not how we want to live our life sort of thing. So, yeah, lots of that stuff. Um, that's what sport's awesome about, isn't it? Yeah. When you're involved as a coach or a whatever, it's, it's super cool. Um, hey, boys, it's probably uh, beyond dark now. We might have to sort of wind up, but... Um, Thanks for the chat. It's been bloody fantastic. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure, yeah, actually. Thank you. It's nice. really cool. Kicking back and just letting it flow. It long. is. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at YouTube but also watching two blokes beat the living daylights <laughs> out of each other on ice, yeah, hockey. ice hockey. Yeah, <laughs> these guys, were just, when you were talking about that serious thing, yeah. and I was looking at that. And they, um, yeah. yeah but no, mate, guys, thanks so much. Um, hey, we'll finish up with the thing that I've sort of been working towards uh, um, the gratitude thing, I was literally, and this is going to sound like a bit of a, I don't know, weird, not weird thing, but up myself thing to say. I was sitting on a balcony in Yumea looking at the thing, just going, man, how lucky am I sitting here? And beer, sun, da, da, da. and I went, I've got to just inject this into my life. So, uh, And I read a few books on that sort of stuff. But um, what's just give me one thing you're each grateful for in your lives. Um and will you give me the shout-out? Yes, we'll help spread the word of gratitude because I reckon thinking – I try and think of three things when I wake up in the morning that I'm grateful for yeah. and it sets your day up in a positive way. I've got a saying where focus goes and energy flows, and that's not mine. That's a Tony Robbins comment, but I was yeah. fortunate enough to do a bit of self-development stuff yep. through With, his events yep. and I've met him, which was pretty cool. Really? Is he a big dude? Follow, he's a very big dude. Yeah. There's a photo in my office where it looks like I've been shrunk and he's this giant man he's with his a, hand on, yeah. on my back, on my shoulder. I watched a bit of his stuff. And to yeah. be honest with you, and we'll, we'll have to take a step back because I do want to roll, roll over this stuff. Um, a mate of mine got right into the Tony Robbins thing a long time ago, early 2000s, and we're like, oh, Carl, what are you doing? Yeah, this bloke, bloody blah. Anyway, I watched a... Might have been on Netflix or something, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I watched that. I'm not your guru. It's called, yeah. And Pretty I went, powerful stuff. This yeah. guy, he's he's good. Yeah. He's and that's probably when I started a bit of a journey myself. Yeah. That thinking course. about all sorts of stuff and there's value in it if you only if you want to do it. Oh, look, and each each to their own. But Absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd say I was talking about it earlier today. It's been seven years since I went to that first event, and yeah. ever since I've had a bit of a thirst for self development. Ever since, yeah. And. Uh, Best thing I ever did. Yeah. So for me, I'm grateful that in 2016 I went to that first Tony Robbins event and I yeah. went there going, I'm not going to do any of that shit, jump yeah. around and carry walk on and walk on fire. fire. I did all that shit the first yeah. day. <laughs> and uh, some of the best things I ever did. So yeah. 
That was for me was a massive game changer mm. in my life. You hit forty and you have a bit of a midlife crisis. Yeah. And I reckon I hit my peak by then instead of a crisis. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. for that. Yeah, uh, fantastic, mate. Chris. Um, yeah. Look, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that I've been given an opportunity. Yeah. You know, a lot of people I see again through soccer that come to soccer. And they've only got soccer, but I've had an opportunity in life with work. Mm. Dad's provided me with mm-hmm. a good foundation. Mm. To work in the family farm, in the family packaging business, in yep. the building, and opportunity to chase my dreams when I was younger. Mm. Albeit I ended up, you know, back in Madura. But you still experienced doing what I love. it, mate. Still doing said. what I love. I still love what I do. Yeah. Um, and the fact I'm grateful, just I've got a really good family around me. I wake yep. up every morning. I got a a beautiful wife. I got a yep. beautiful little boy. Awesome. Um, and I go to work with mum and dad every day. Yeah. Like. Yes, that's great. Yeah, family, but I got best friends around me. Yeah, and and my extended family and friends. You know, I'm I'm a social person. Yeah, and it's not because I like being out of the house or I like yeah. just keeping busy. It's, I like spending time with people. Yeah, they're like saying I like having a drink with people. I like yeah. You know, if I'm in the truck doing my work and I've got ten minutes and I haven't heard from a bloke in a week, I'll just give him a quick buzz. How you doing? Yeah, like how's things? I'm grateful for those little things. Awesome, man. And that's yeah. Uh, that's I'm great. That. I'm that person too. Yeah. I. <laughs> If I'm COVID was as much as it's a shit thing, and I nearly got through a whole podcast without mentioning that stupid word, but anyway, I'd sit out there, have a glass of red or a beer, and just ring dudes. I've got sixteen hundred people in my telephone. Yeah, it's a lot of people to ring. Yeah. Most of them I don't know. There's old work people, whatever. But I just ring dudes. What's going on? It's been three years. How you going? Uh, and it, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to know. Like if you could, and I could honestly, I'm saying this wholeheartedly. I could pick yeah. up my phone any day, and I know that there'd be a, at least. Two or three people I could go and have a beer with right yeah. then and there. Yeah. You know? And, but there's and so much nice to be grateful for. Yeah. Like I said before, that the saying of where focus goes, energy flows. You get up in the morning and focus on the fact that, oh, I'm the alarm going off and I don't want to get up and go to work. To, or you can go, right, I'm going to grab this by the horns. And yeah. it might sound stupid to some, but it literally just comes back to where you put your focus. Mm. Yeah, so Agree. Yep. Agree. One other thing, I'm grateful Carlton's coming good. Yes, sir. Go the Blues. Three cards no, supporters in a room. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> Many people would want to set fire to this thing. Yeah, there's going to be a few haters, but we keep that at the end. So We're still on top of the ladder, I think, yeah. aren't we? Well, we mightn't be now. Footy might have yeah. finished there. But now, awesome, boys. Thanks so much. It's been great. We'll do this again, and we'll catch up with the basketball and have a beer. My nice. shout. Awesome. All right, guys. Um, That's it for episode, what are we? Season two, episode six. Um. Stay tuned for the next guest coming soon. Love yous. Take care. See ya.